Hello, beautiful people out there. I hope that you are all wonderful. How is this Mercury retrograde treating you? How is this eclipse portal treating you? <sighs> I just feel so lit up and so connected and so aligned. Are you feeling aligned, darling? Are you? Are you really? <laughs> um, there is a lot of wild energies, um, but actually... It's all pointing us to slow down. And this is the fundamental principle of Taurus. As we are in Taurus season, we are about to embark on a new month. Um, you know, Monday heralds May the 1st. Fucking yay. May is a pretty exquisite month. Definitely one of my favorites of the year. It's super powerful um, on an array of levels. We've got lots of planetary ingresses, including... Venus moving into Cancer on the 8th, which is just friggin' delicious and delightful. And just in time for my solar um, return chart, darlings. My God, come on. You, you can't make this shit up. That's so perfect. I mean, no offense to Venus and Gemini, but Venus and Cancer, that's what we all want. And to have that in my solar return chart as I am moving into my next year from 42 to 43, um, I'm pretty damn excited. So we have Venus and Mars. Sorry if you can hear the bus. That was just the bus zooming past. I realised my window's still open. That's going to be fun for you if you can hear all the things. So I'm just going to say sorry now. I'm not even going to close it. Everything will be okay. Hopefully you're not even hearing it. Um, and it's just me that can hear it. Um, so we have both all, all um, inner planets, Mercury, well, Venus and Mars are both changing signs. But Mercury is retrograde and stationing direct. Um, mid-May so we've got Mercury retrograde in Taurus uh, for half of May and then the next half of May he is just moving direct still in Taurus though we have this beautiful Venus Cancer ingress on the 8th and then we have Mars ingressing into Leo on the 21st um, and this is exciting uh, we haven't had Mars and Leo for a couple of years there's a really dynamic shift with Mars and Leo we're going to really feel that mood shift um, if you have been following me on Instagram, you'll be see uh, all I'm doing is calling myself Martha fucking Stewart because Mars and Cancer has just got me in the kitchen to be the witch bitch. Yeah, like that's what I'm doing. I'm a kitchen bitch right now. I am cooking up a storm because I'm on this cleanse and what perfect timing to be on the cleanse is when Mars is in Cancer. There's my motivation. That's what I want to do. Um, you know, Mars in Cancer has people feeling maybe a bit defensive, maybe a bit judgmental maybe a bit uh, stabby and crabby I'm definitely seeing it are you seeing it look it might not be affecting you but it might be affecting those around you um, you can just sort of feel that little bit of tension <laughs> in conversations um, and especially at the moment because of course Mar uh, right now as I'm recording this today uh, the 26th of April 2023 to be precise um, the moon is conjunct Mars um, in Cancer and that has been the, the flow of the day. So it is always interesting to be able to read between the lines, darlings. And, um, you know, but it's also, you know, there's just like there's this little edge of a trigger sometimes when you're sort of talking to people or communicating, plus Mercury's retrograde too. So there's all these weird sort of uh, ethereal things going on. It's like 
Our antennas are really highly tuned. I mean, obviously, if you've been doing a lot of work, they're super fucking charged right now. Um, and you can just, you, you're tuning into what's not being said. You're, you're really being able to tune into the energy behind the energy. And I think that's a real strong Mars in, in a water sign trait, to be honest. And whilst Mars in Cancer, you know, is debilitated, and I mean, surely Mars in Pisces isn't that much different, you know. I mean, it is, but it's not. Um, you know, because I love Mars in Virgo. So I think that Mars in Virgo, Mars in Capricorn, really, really great places for Mars to be. So the opposite signs of those, of course, Mars in Cancer is actually in fall. Um, but Mars in Pisces, hmm, you know, it's similar. But then Mars in Scorpio is super psychic and super fucking switched on. Like, and that's what I feel like Mars in a water sign has this ability to be able to tune into what's not being said. And I think because because I've got my moon in cancer, you know, there is this ability to really feel what's underneath what's really being said and what's really going on. So how is that occurring for you? Do you feel like maybe you're being reactive or do you feel like it's people around you that are being reactive? And how is your spidey senses going at the moment, darlings? Because seriously, the energy is so super heightened. The sun has been conjunct the North Node, which is a super dramatic fated alignment that won't happen again in the sign of Taurus for nearly 20 years like let's just get our heads around that the beginning of this week we have had the sun conjunct the north node and I can tell you I have been aligned as fuck like everything is just falling into place how about you I want to hear I want to know um, I do get a lot of messages from my podcast and I want to say thank you. Uh, sometimes I can message you back, other times I can't because as you all know, I'm only one human. Uh, there is no one else in my business that helps me um, except for my website lady when she um, helps me with some stuff, which side note, um, get ready for the cosmic calendar, baby, because this is my next Greatest launch, which is a subscription-based, very cheap, like under $10 a month. That's how cheap it is. And what it actually is, is access to weekly horoscopes, which will be updated every Monday, which will be added in every Monday. And at the beginning of each month, you actually receive a full overview calendar, cosmic calendar, um, in the cosmic cauldron of, of, of this creation that I've, I've curated, all the C's. Um, which will go and plug straight into your own calendar, Google, Yahoo, you know, Outlook, all those sorts of things. So it's pretty damn exciting. Um, my web designer has already set it up today and we're just going through a couple of little things tomorrow and then I will be releasing that baby. So if you are wanting a subscription and to have something in your calendar now, I want to give you the hot tip. It's not going to be something on every day. I'm not um, here to overload you with information and to add to the white noise, especially of the astral astrological community, uh, which seems to want to tell everyone the 600 transits that are happening every day. Let me give you the hot tip that is not helpful helpful to the average person. It's not even really helpful at all, to be completely honest. Um, if you are needing to know every aspect of every day constantly, you are, you know, you've moved beyond the mystery and the synergy and the alignment of astrology. Yes, when you know your chart, absolutely, you know where everything's moving every single day because you know where the moon is, you know where the sun is, you know where Mars is. Like, yes, they're just these knowing things. But to have a calendar that just has a million different aspects in it, that's not helpful because you're not really using it. It's just a whole lot of information and just something sort of, you know, 
kitschy to say, oh, well, I know that this is doing this. Yeah, but what does that mean for you? So I'm going to go deeper and not overload. So that's my thing. I'm all around simplicity and my motto of life is where there is complication, ego, simplicity, God. That is the motto I've been living by since I was in my 20s um, when I actually heard it from Brandon Bayes when I was doing work on the cells and um, quantum reality and cellular regeneration back in my early 20s. So that is a very big strong foundation for me. So that's what I'm thinking with my cosmic calendar. I'm going to be giving you like tips and yes, I, you know, will pop the ingresses in and, and share things, but you know, there might be a sentence or pay attention to this, or here's a little thing. I'm going to weave in uh, the liquid crystals, especially if that's, you know, quite powerful when it comes to full moons, new moons, planetary ingresses, certain days that are really magical. So I am going to be giving you the monthly magic as an overview, um, which will just go straight into your calendar. So it's pretty bloody exciting. It's under $10 a month. Keep an eye out on my website, tiani.com.au, because it is coming in the next few days. Um, once I go over everything with my web designer, then I will then I will do the thing. Um, anyway, getting back to all of the things, um, I was saying thank you to everyone who messages me uh, with these podcasts. I really do appreciate it, and I just can't get back to everyone. But one thing I am going to say is I do have people going, I love when you take a drink. So I am just about to take a drink. Get your ears ready. And there it is. There it is. There is your eargasm for today. Um, so anyway, I want to just, I want to get short and sharp to the point succinct today um, because I have a netball run to do. <laughs> so what I want to share with you today is this energy that we're in, that May is motherfucking huge. I am actually thinking of doing probably a live um, on my Instagram um, just to sort of give a bit of an overview of May. I'll probably do that on next uh, early next week, excuse me, um, because the entire month is next level. It is next level. So like I said, we have Mars moving into Leo on the 21st. We've got uh, the Venus ingress into Cancer um, on the 8th of May. And the big news is Jupiter moving into Taurus on the 17th for the first time in 12 years. Uh, and with that ingress of Jupiter into Taurus, it actually then connects and conjuncts the North Node in Taurus for the first time in 130 years, my loves. So, you know, there's there's a lot to unpack when it comes to May. Um, I've got so much to share, but let's get through this next week together. And my real overarching feel of what's going on is this digestibility of Taurus season. The overarching theme is to slow down. If you are a hurried, scattered, you know, busy person, this energy might be quite stop, start, stop, start. Maybe you're getting delays. Maybe you're coming across roadblocks. Maybe you are motherfucking frustrated. And that is because everything in the sky is telling us to slow down. Mars is in Cancer. Yes, Venus is in Gemini for another week, um, week or bit until the 8th. So yeah, that's like a week and a bit where she will move into smooth as silk cancer, which is so divine and delicious and lush and sublime. Um, 
but you know Mars being in Cancer that's our action and our drive and our energy and it's in Cancer so it's again it's nurturing and loving and get your priorities straight like are you you know home is where the heart is you know are you tending to your own hearth flame your own hearth fire I mean Vesta herself has moved into Taurus so you know again there's this beautiful homecoming like that's what this I mean Taurus season always feels like a homecoming because of course that's my solar season um but with Vesta there um you know what are we tending to what needs are we tending to where are we devoting our time to this is all Vesta um Mars is in Cancer again Cancer and Taurus are very much the cozy blanket you know can we just drink tea and cuddle and watch movies and watch the snow fall outside can we dance in the rain you know we want to eat good food we want to cook we want to be loved we want pleasure right so we've got all of this juice you know supporting us couple that with mercury retrograde in taurus (laughs) you know again we're being invited to rework you know all the re's reassess remember rest reset you know, we're slowing all of our cerebral processing down. Yeah. So what we're doing is we're anchoring in, we are anchoring in. This is a time to not be rushing things. This is a time to not be forcing a square peg into a round hole every single day when it doesn't work. This is a time to not be speeding around. And I think that Taurus season, especially with Jupiter going to move into Taurus uh, on the 17th of May, you know, this sort of energy can be a little bit uh, you know, dismantling for those who are in a constant state of, I would say, f- is it flight? Um, they're in that constant state of distraction. Like I need to do something. I need to be busy. If I'm not doing something, then I'm not busy. And then I am, am um, you know, I have no purpose. I'm not being productive. Quick, do this, do this, do this. And often there is so much fire. Usually it's lots of fire in the chart can do so, so, so much, but nothing's really accomplished. It's just like a burnout, right? So Taurus the archetype of Taurus is telling us to slow down. I mean, literally watch a bull, you know, unless you get that fucker fired up, he ain't running. Okay. He ain't running. (laughs) And if you've got, you know, a strong stellium in Taurus, like I do, um, you know, not just a Taurus sun, but if you've got Taurus Venus, Taurus Mars, Taurus Mercury, um, you know, those inner planets that are Taurus, Taurus moon, even Taurus ascendant to a degree, but but the ascendant isn't actually a planet. So um, it's different. It's an expression. It's sort of like a, a portal, the ascendant. Yeah. So if you've got some inner planets, sun, moon, Mercury, Venus and Mars in the sign of Taurus, you know, you're really in the archetype of Taurus. And, you know, you understand this. You know, I've had quite a few people message me going, I'm loving this energy. Is this just what your whole life is like? Just pleasure. And and I'm like, yes, darling, welcome to my reality. And I love a Mercury retrograde in Taurus because it's really great to settle in, you know, A, we're in an eclipse portal. So, you know, the energy can be a little bit frazzling and unexpected. And even, you know, even as humans, like we'll just be like something will arrive for us. Something will happen. Yeah. Eclipses can be sudden jolts. And this can just be within your own realization. Like this doesn't have to be anything that's like, oh my God, my entire life's changed forever. 
eclipses hit our charts differently. So not every eclipse season is going to be the same for everyone. Hello, this is Astrology 101, darlings. Know your chart, to know yourself, to know the universe, to unlock your own secret powers. Like that is astrology, right? So the thing is, is that yes, everyone can be caught up in the eclipse bandwagon, but for a lot of people, maybe nothing's really happening because nothing's really going on in those houses where the eclipses are. Maybe it's not aspecting any planets, so on and so forth, right? So you want to, in eclipse season, just be open. You know, that's always my tip in the eclipse, well, the eclipse season, the whole season, which is six weeks, but the eclipse sandwich, you know, can be a little bit more intense. And I really feel that this Mercury retrograde is the perfect, you know, you know, lick of truth, you know, for everyone. Because when everyone's so busy, caught up in what's going on outside of themselves, what's this person doing? What's this person doing? They're taking themselves away from being present, present within their own lives. And I think Mars in Cancer, Sun in Taurus, Uranus in Taurus, North Node in Taurus, Mercury in Taurus, and on the 17th of May, Jupiter in Taurus, and then on the 20th of May, the new moon in Taurus, darlings. I mean, from the 17th to the 20th of May, we have over half the sky in Taurus. So the invitation is to digest your life. Yeah, enjoy, enjoy your life, find pleasure. Yeah, and that's sort of the invitation and the message that I have for you this week is that the eclipse portal uh, finishes on the 6th. So I will actually be jumping in here um, to prep you all for this huge lunar eclipse, which is closing down this very big 18 month cycle. Um, But for this week, you know, I really feel like slip into that, slip into this new stream, slip into this, this earth element where when you feel like you need to do something, be something, go somewhere, say something, debate, fight back, defend, protect, ask yourself why, where's that coming from? Because it'll be coming from some sort of space of fear or, you know, something that you've held on to, um, you know, not being heard, not being seen, not feeling good enough, wanting to compete with people. I mean, my goodness, I just shared some stuff on Instagram that was wonderful from this beautiful shamanic uh, midwife that I love and adore. Um, just some simple things like don't complain, don't compare and don't compete. And, you know, it was interesting because I see it so strongly, um, especially in this sort of entertainment industry, but even in my own industry. And I feel very lucky that I have a very strong palace Athena, um, that I feel very sovereign within my own gifts and I have no need to compete with other people. And, the competition out there is rife. It's like, oh, I'm doing this. Yeah, but I'm doing this. I'm doing this. Yeah, but I'm doing this. It's like, what's the competition about? Like, just, you know, I celebrate. Like one of my beautiful astrology friends just was um, shared by um, Emma, what's her name? Emma, Emma Roberts? No, Julia Roberts' daughter. I mean, not daughter, cousin. So my beautiful, beautiful friend Sheree um, from Tree of Stars. And you will hear me always talk about other astrologers because there is no competition, darlings. I don't have a need to hold on to that and not share those things. I think that, again, you know, I'm, I'm really aware of this because Taurians have this very possessive nature and they can hold on, you know, like any fixed sign. They are the holders. They are the stubborn ones, right? Um, but yeah, you know, I'm, I was celebrating her, like, you know, this, this famous Hollywood, um, actress went and shared her, her beautiful posts, like, hello, like that is amazing. So when you are, 
knowing of yourself and your gifts and your purpose and your magnum opus, you don't care what anyone else is doing. You're not constantly trying to, you know, dictate what other people are doing and hide and and not celebrate who you are. And I think that that's sort of you know, I'm just feeling that there's a real stuckness in that in that industry personally. I mean, I'm quite out of it, but I'm watching it and it's very stucky, competitive, vindictive. There's a little bit of a streak going on at the moment and I find it really fascinating to witness. Anyway, that's just a side note because I think that with Taurus season, you know, and Mercury, you know, in Taurus retrograde, I'm just sort of reworking and reanalyzing these things. I mean, this, this retrograde is happening in my seventh house of relationships. So as you can tell, like I am thinking about those things a lot. I am looking and seeing this reflected and projected out um, or, or having it projected at me, which is also quite a fascinating thing to have happen. Because um, when you're aware and you can hold that space, you see it come to you and it sort of bounces off you because you're very aware of it. Um, but very fascinating things going on in that realm. And Taurus can hold, like I said, you know, it's the, it's the most powerful, you know, holder of things because it's the builder, you know, the Taurus, Taurus archetype builds, it's the infrastructure. Yeah. It's the infrastructure of what you're building. So it needs to be strong and steady, but within that can be inflexibility, possessiveness, because it wants to hold on to like either how it feels or what it wants or its desires, its opinions, the people around them, you know, it's, it's holding on. And what I've learned as an eighth house stellium, which, and it just happens to be that, you know, I also have like, you know, an eighth house stellium in Taurus is that sharing is the gift, (laughs) you know, um, years ago, I put on this beautiful big love fest for any of my regular listeners who were, were around for that I put on this beautiful love fest um, in a hall highlighting every single person that uh, you know I can do the things astrology readers liquid crystal readers you know um, just all of the things that I do and love but I wanted to showcase other people and I'm only sharing this because it seems quite prevalent at the moment Um, it's not something that I would often talk about but excuse me needing another drink But I'm in reflection mode. I think that's my point is with Mercury in Taurus for me personally, um, going through uh, going through my seventh house, this retrograde, there's a lot of reflection on relationships, friendships and just those connections and things that I'm stepping outside of you know, the the matrix, which I always am outside of that, but I mean the matrix of sort of the entertainment industry where there's this, you know, there's a lot going on, but there's also a lot being dismantled. So I want to, you know, a lot of people are coming home to themselves, which I fucking five to you if you're that person. Like I'm proud of you because it's hard to step out of that. The toxic spiritual industry, which lures you in with a dangling a carrot in front of you. I'm going to heal you. I'm going to fix you. Like, let's do all these things together. I'm your coach, blah, blah, blah. Pay me bloody $10,000 a month, blah, blah, blah. All the gross stuff that's out there is being really dismantled. I mean, Saturn in Pisces is such a savior for this, you know, I really, you know, feel the depth and intensity of this Saturn in Pisces transit. I am fucking frothing this transit. This has probably been one of my favorite transits for ages. Like Saturn in Aquarius was an absolute prick. Saturn in Capricorn, I loved 
Saturn and Sag also love. Saturn and Scorpio also love. Anyway, so I've loved Saturn for a little while. Saturn and Aquarius, not so much. But Saturn and Pisces is really delicious because it's tapping us into our own spiritual gifts and wisdom. It's giving us the discipline to take self-responsibility, to be that intuitive, all-knowing, divine human that we are. And when we can anchor and ground into that, we win. We win. Yeah. So what I'm noticing around is just a lot. Like I'm just noticing a lot and I'm really quite quiet at the moment. I'm really just stepping back because I'm doing, you know, I'm doing a lot of work. I'm, you know, organizing things and stuff and working and working in my private containers and, you know, fully booked with clients. So, you know, there's the doing the work and then there's talking about doing the work. And I think that Saturn in Pisces is anchoring us into the work and there's just something very magical about it. I don't know if you can feel that, but I think we've got Saturn in Pisces, we've got the solar season of Taurus, and then we've got this Mars in Cancer. And then when Venus moves in Cancer, I don't know, there's just this little trinity of goodness is quite exciting to me. Like this just feels really conducive for growth and opportunities to expand, to love, and again, to sort of tap back into our own intuition, to come home to ourselves. So my whole point in a roundabout way was slow down, <laughs> take the time to integrate. We are about to move into our eclipse, um, sorry, not eclipse, our retrograde season. On the second, Pluto uh, stations retrograde. So this is a deep sense of diving into the underworld and transformation, transmutation. This is getting down dark and dirty with your sh- with your shadow, right? Like we now shadow walk with Pluto in the sign of Aquarius, which we've never had before, making his retrograde from zero, zero Aquarius uh, back to those last few degrees of Capricorn. And this ain't the last time he's doing it. He's doing it again next year in 2024. So there's, again, we're reworking things, right? Like we're reworking, we're restabilizing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the month of May has this really, shamanic feel to it so it's either like a shamanic remembering or maybe a shamanic dismembering maybe you're cutting off old stories traumas loops wounds that have affected you and that are still running your show and I mean and we've just got to think about Mars as the cutter you know the sword of truth especially with Jupiter in 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 um, Aries Mars's home sign but also that both of these eclipses have been ruled by Mars. So we've got Mars action now in October. They're both ruled by Venus. So it's going to be a very different eclipse feel next next um, next eclipse season in October of 2023, yeah? And um, someone had messaged me saying last week on my podcast, I talked about probably some natural disasters happening because we're in eclipse season and lo and behold, I don't remember saying it because often I'm on here, guys, and I am just channeling stuff through. Um, I have a couple of notes with some dates and stuff that I will refer to if I need to um, and not all the time. So I don't remember saying that, but I probably did because usually eclipse seasons will see some sort of shake up. Um, especially that 29 degrees as as well, that very anoretic degree of um, Aries, the ending. And yeah, this week alone, we've had two earthquakes, one in uh, New Zealand this morning. My sister uh, messaged us, letting us know she's okay. And she felt it. Um, I think that was a 4.8. And then there was the one in Indonesia a couple of days ago, which was like a 7.9. And they had a tsunami warning at the beginning there too. So, you know, there is some big, big, big energies. I do not want to deny that. And, and I don't, you know, 
my heart is with you if this is a troubling time for you or if this is a difficult time. This year was always said to be probably one of the most difficult because we are in a collective seven year. Um, there's no more hiding, you know, and now Pluto's going to retrograde. So this is the thing. We move Mercury's retrograde. Pluto will retrograde on the second. He stays retrograde half the year. And then one by one, all of the outer planets start to retrograde. Yeah. Um, we have three Mercury retrogrades this year. Um, and, and then we move into that real mid-year hump of retrogrades um, where it is around integration, embodiment, experience, slowing down. And the Mercury, and Mercury in Taurus retrograde is already asking us to do that. In Taurus is asking us to digest life, to chew on life slowly. What are you chewing on? You know, and of course, because this is the retrograde, you might be rechewing old gum. <laughs> you know, are you rechewing old gum? Are you rechewing old stories? But like I said, that's sort of what got me reflecting on, you know, the relationship side of things and the competition and the things that so many people have um, is just the reflection. And because I'm seeing it so, so wildly abrupt at the moment, you know, it gets me reflecting on, you know, how, how do we overcome that as a society? Well, we know who we are. We get grounded and anchored into who we are in ourselves. And, you know, I love my chart. I, that's why I'm in no competition with anyone else, because I love my chart. There is no competition. When everything is meant to happen, it does. And I don't want to be anyone else. So I'm sort of not intimidated by anyone. No offense. And I'm not trying to say this from an arrogant you know, irreverent space, but just, I don't want anyone else's life because I love my chart. I love my blueprint. I continue to read that map because it is the map of my future. It is the map of my soul, darling. So, you know, when you live through that lens, so much of the other bullshit just, you know, I don't even have time to waste talking about it, to be honest, but it just, it just falls away because it's of zero importance. And so maybe this Mercury retrograde has got you thinking of what's zero importance. Do you see what I'm saying? So maybe you're thinking of, well, what's not important to me anymore? And this sort of, you know, makes me want to just quickly say before I wrap this up, um, one of uh, a beautiful Chinese um, herbalist that I follow, um, Jost Sawyer or Jost Sawyer, he put up um, a little post the other day that was around forgiveness or forgetfulness and talking about it's actually in our best interest to be forgetting, not just forgiving. Forgiving holds the memories. You know how everyone says, I'll forgive, but I won't forget. Well, that's actually the wrong way around. You know, yes, forgive, but we what we actually want to do from a cellular memory perspective is forget because then the chi runs through our bodies cleanly um, and more alive. You know, I often hear people go, oh, I've forgiven that situation. And they will tell the same story about the same person, about the same problem have a bitch, have a whinge, have a gossip or whatever, because they really haven't forgiven and they really haven't moved on because it's a continual story that just keeps playing in their life, like a just a tape and a record that just keeps going over and over. They can say they've forgiven and moved on, but they haven't because they're still talking about something from five years ago. So they actually haven't and they certainly haven't forgotten. So one of the last lines of this, and don't quote me because I can't remember it and I can't check on my phone because that's where I'm recording my podcast from, is something around when you truly know you've forgotten something, you'll remind yourself in a, like in a moment, in an aha moment, 
that, oh, I forgot that I had a problem with that, you know, or I forgot that that happened. And that's not to dismiss or, you know, degrade, or, you know, or to denigrate, like, and to put down, like, any trauma or anything like that. Of course, I'm not talking about those sorts of things. I'm talking, you know, you 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 will deal with that and go through that in your own way, hopefully with a therapist and, and you know, and unpack those things so that you can heal because you deserve to heal and you deserve happiness and freedom and wholeness and liberation. Every human does. But when it comes to these sorts of forgiving and forgetting, I loved this concept. And, and I said that to my husband, I read it out to him and I was like, you know, I, I often remember periods of time. I'm like, oh, I forgot that that was an issue, you know, like, and I, and, I, and it's not that I remind myself, it's just that I go, oh yeah, that was a thing for me. But look at, like, I wouldn't have even known. I, I remembered you, you forget that you remember and you remember that you forget sort of thing. So it was really, really an interesting little write up. And I think that that's really pertinent, um, you know, with what's going on, you know, with this Mercury retrograde in Taurus, because of course, Mercury in Taurus, any Mercury in a fixed signs, they hold on, they hold on to memories, they hold on to opinions, they hold on to beliefs, they hold on to stories, because a Mercury in a fixed sign isn't so easy to let go. Yeah. So this is where we can start to work with, yes, the different qualities of, you know, um, the 12 archetypes and understand that, oh, your Mercury's in that. So you're going to keep bringing up the past. Cool. My Mercury's in this. I'm not, you know, like, and instead of judging even just accepting and go, oh, okay, I get it. But then still within that, I want to give you permission to free yourself from that as well. I don't just want to say, hey, because you've got Mercury in a fixed sign, let's just keep going over the same shit. How about, you know, how about disrupting that, that neuro pathway in your brain so that you can retrain, you know, or you can actually heal from that or move from that. So I want to ask and, and what this has brought up around Mercury retrograde in Taurus right now. So what is, what is being, you know, reworked for you? What are you rethinking about? What are you chewing on? Are you chewing on old gum and old stories? But is that because you're actually recognizing how far you've come and that you're like, Hey, yeah, I remember that. I remember this and I'm really good with that now and I'm feeling really free. So you can spit that damn chewing gum out. And just remember, this Mercury retrograde is lubing us up for an exact degree Jupiter retrograde. Jupiter will be retrograding the exact same degrees as Mercury has just retrograded. And Jupiter retrograde is a lot longer than a Mercury retrograde, my friends. Mercury's three weeks, Jupiter's four, like four and a half months. So this five degree to 15 degree place in your chart of Taurus is getting a real big work over. Like this is a place for us to work over. And for me, that's in my relationship house, right? Um, the five to 15 degrees, whereas my eighth house is Taurus ruled, but starts at around 18 degrees where my son is. So for me, it is relationship stuff. But yeah, I just want to, you know, I just want that invitation to be there. Slow down. This is a very fertile time, not a time to rush. It's a time to integrate the pace of Mercury retrograde. And that is to ingest and to integrate and to feel, to get into our bodies and feel. What does this feel like? With Mars in Cancer and, 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 and Mercury retrograde in Taurus, this is a deep somatic experience of old memories, of old wounds, maybe of old defences, triggers, whatever it is, maybe to be remembered or recalled to be released, right? So, so this is a really conducive time to to sealing something off 
you know, sealing something off like a beautiful seal on an envelope that you just do the little stamp and the wax. Like, what do you want to seal off? What letter do you want to write to release, to let go, to really seal that off in your life, to close that chapter? There is such an undercurrent of change that's going on, such a dynamic undercurrent of change that I really am loving this beautiful Mercury retrograde in eclipse season. I think it's a gift um, and I'm really, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm frothing it. I am frothing it. Um, But yes, so that's a little bit about that. And I just wanted to just note that on the second, like I said, Pluto stations retrograde, but also on the second, Mercury makes his inferior Kazemi to the sun at 11 degrees of Taurus. So this is signaling Mercury's halfway point through his retrograde in Taurus at 11 degrees hitting the sun and when the Kazemi, the the planet that is a Kazemi in the heart of the sun, something can be revealed here. So pay attention on the second, okay? Maybe the second is a frustrating day for you. Maybe it's a revealing day for you, but pay attention. And then I will be back next week prepping you for this lunar eclipse in Scorpio, darlings. Um, I'm sending you all the blissful (laughs) Taurian juice that that I can send you. I am in a constant pleasure state. This is just my favorite uh, season of the year. Um, I hope that you are relishing in it. And if you're not, I really hope that you can find space to bring in joy, to bring in anchoring, to even, you know, you know, to even just go and sit under a tree, you know, go and go and be with yourself. You know, this Mercury retrograde eclipse season, all this stuff that's going on, and especially with Jupiter going to move into Taurus as well for the next year. Like I said earlier, the people that love to distract themselves from themselves are going to find this energy very, very frustrating um, or very testing um, because we can't busy ourselves out of knowing who we are as much as people try, like as much as society tries uh, to say that you must always be productive, you must always be doing, 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 working, doing, moving, doing, doing, doing. Actually, the big invitation is to, to sit and to be in stillness and to be silent. Um, you know, there's a lot of silence that goes on on my end these days. I allow people to say all their things and I don't even reply. I've got nothing to say because there's nothing to say, <laughs> you know, um, sitting in this. Oh, meanwhile, here I am speaking for 40 minutes. Um, there's a lot to say, but there's also nothing to say. You get my paradox. You get the duality that is this life, darlings. Um, so, yes, I hope that this has given you some seeds and something for you to actually chew on over this next week. Um, And of course, right up until the 15th of May when Mercury uh, stations direct. So we've still got a little bit of time while Mercury is retrograde to really look at what we are reworking in our lives or reassessing um, or even remembering. Like I said, you know, it can be a great time of reset and a great time of rest, especially mental rest. Um, And yeah, I'm, I'm just, I am just fucking loving, loving this energy so much. Like this is prime time for me like welcome to my reality people like this is it it's pleasure it is joy it is deliberate action it is deliberate movement it is in it is embodiment it is integration it is feeling everything to my bones so that is what this energy is really representing for me so I hope that you enjoy it as much as I am sending you all so so much love and I'll be back with that lunar eclipse finality next week